Cornerstone Conversations, having a chat with Neil and Matt. Hello everyone, welcome to Cornerstone Conversations, host Neil Wright, co-host Matt Koenig. Hello Neil. How you going? Yeah good, welcome to another episode. Welcome Lost to Lost count, I think it's 91 or 92 or something like we that. We need to remember for 100. We're getting up there. Yes. Come on. <laughs> so Matt, we're, we're probably a little stretched for time. No, compressed. Compressed. We're, we're being efficient. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> so we'll try and get through a little bit here. We've been, yeah. had a busy day, um, but we, we just uh, love to do this podcast. So here we are. Here we are. Uh, looking at Malachi, as yeah. we talked about last week. And yeah, this week I was just looking at uh, seven of the complaints that Jehovah had mm. uh, against the Jews of the day. Um, we already talked about the way of worship last week, how it seemed to be very uh, robotic. Yep. You know, going through the motions. Yep. And we've chatted about that before, how that can actually really be a problem with people, um, or for people, we should say. Um, but in the end, that sort of worship isn't pleasing to God at all. And, you know, working out, well, how do I truly worship? And my thoughts were in this, again, the temple had been closed for quite a while. They'd been in exile. They came back, rebuilt, temple worship started, uh, offerings started, <clears throat> and all those sorts of things. But it almost seemed as though they'd forgotten how to worship God. Mm. Yeah. And I don't know about you, Matt, but I, I sort of, as I was pondering on that, I was thinking about that that way that the temple, in a way, was shut down for a much shorter period. Yeah over COVID, and I was just wondering, do you think that's affected the way people worship? Um, absolutely, I think it has, you know, I, I feel like, I mean, you mentioned it on Sunday, for us as a church, you know, we had some real good momentum going before before COVID hit, um, you know, we had, we had people uh, just really, really committed and getting in there and serving in the different ministry areas and stuff like that that we had, and and then COVID came and everyone sort of got sent home and, you know, we didn't, you, you mentioned, you know, we, we didn't know week to week whether we could even do church and what that looked like. And then we had a period of time where we weren't even allowed to leave the house. And so, you know, you were, you were recording messages from your, your kitchen table. And, I say recording them a hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for that, Neil. I appreciate it. No, it was, but it was, a, it was a challenge, you know, and I think, in somewhere in the midst of all of that, we we lost momentum. We lost um, even direction in in that, and and suddenly found ourselves realizing, hey, you know, like I actually don't mind staying at home. Mm. Um, <laughs> and you know, it's oh, it's easy to sit at home and watch church on TV, and you know, like, um, and you know, I think there's still some of that lingering around in that in that we we want to go back to that almost no no expectation put on us and no commitment you, required no commitment required and just go through the effectively go through the motions you know it's yeah. like what we talked about the the worship out of obligation or just going through the motions you know and yep. and I, I yeah i really think that that's that's the place that the whole world got to pretty much and and so now we've really got to work hard at getting back to mm. um where where we were and and beyond yeah that. yeah and i think like so far this year it seems that momentum is building again yeah yeah it is which is really nice to see it's sort of like the uncertainty even last year 
I guess in the earlier part of the year especially, there's still uncertainty. Yeah. You know, what's the government going to do? What are the requirements? What are the mandates? Um, could we be stopped from going out for a while, wearing masks? Is that, yeah. You know, and, and now um, we don't have to wear masks on the planes, all that sort of stuff, and things are open again. But uh, these points that I'm talking about today really, and I'm talking about seven, though there's some other ones in there as well, complaints, mm. of, and it was... They're found against these self-satisfied people that we're doing worship fine, um, but God was stepping in and saying, "Yeah, actually, you're not." Yeah. Um, and and the things that I had there was profanity, which is um, one of the words, sacrilege, greed, weariness in service. Yeah. Um, the honouring of vice, or in other words, people saying, you know, actually, it doesn't really matter if you're bad. God understands. Um, he loves you anyway. You don't need to change. Robbery from God and blasphemy against him. And the point is that what God was saying, you hear those words and often you'll think about it. Oh, yeah, you know, people breaking into the temple and stealing money. That's really bad. But God's saying, actually, there's something worse than that. Um, there's something worse than, um, you know, blaspheming against God, like the person who doesn't believe in him standing in the streets and openly saying, I hate God. There's a blasphemy that's actually worse, which is the the Christian, or back in these days, the the temple worshiper, um, actually not living out the life that they're meant to, yeah. and giving the wrong message. So, yeah. let's have a quick look through them all. Number one, profanity, which means um, it's uh, sorry, it's polluting what is sacred okay yep. it actually re means away from the temple so when i started thinking about that profanity i'm like oh so what are we like away from the temple which mm. is sort of what i was saying that people are, so this is verse six and seven um the lord of the heavens armies says to the priest the son honors his father a servant respects his master if i'm your father and master where the honor and respect i deserve mm. You have shown contempt for my name, but you ask, how have we ever shown contempt for your name? You have shown contempt by offering defiled sacrifices on my altar. Then you ask, how have we defiled the sacrifices? You defile them by saying the altar of the Lord deserves no respect. Um, what does that mean? It means that they were bringing in gifts that were from a bad heart. Yeah. So even if the gift itself wasn't bad, like say they brought in you know, a gift that was actually looked okay, uh, God was saying... You're you're not honouring the altar of God. You're bringing sacrifices when your heart is unrighteous and not towards me, but you're bringing in this gift. Mm. And so therefore, in my sight, it's polluted. And um, Abel and Cain, that was exactly as God looked at it. It was like, uh, wait a minute, Abel, you've offered your sacrifice and it was accepted because of your righteousness and Cain's was unaccepted because of his unrighteousness. Mm. In other words, um, it was an outward profession, but there's simply no honour for God. So, yeah. you know, yes, God, you're my father, but no honour of him. Mm. And yes, you're my master, but no respect yeah. for God at all. Um, yeah, so it's almost like trying to purchase this acceptance by our gifts and saying, you know what, I can be bad never done righteous heart, but this gift's going to make it all right. Um, any comment on that? Yeah, again, it, it comes back to the the attitude of obligation and 
and respect, I think. You know, like there's there's different ways that we can give, there's different ways that we can serve and and it yeah, it really comes down to that attitude of the heart and, and recognizing that, you know, who who God is and, and what we are giving for and to. Um Yeah. 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 Great. So the next one was uh talking about sacrilege, which is a violation of what is sacred. And God had set up this sacrifice. It was meant to be bring the best, you know, the, yeah. the lamb that had been, um, you know, scrutinized and found to be without blemish. And instead of that, they were giving blind animals mm. and the priests were accepting it. Yep. Um, crippled animals, diseased animals. And uh, I like what it says in Malachi 1 verse 8, try giving gifts like that to your governor. See how pleased he is, says the Lord of the Armies. And, and it, just that reflection yeah. itself is quite, uh, I don't know. It, it sort of makes me really think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, it, again, it challenges the heart issue. You know, like, what what are we bringing? Mm. What does it look like? Um, you know, and, and again, rem- remembering who, who we're bringing it to. Um, you know, it's that... It's that keeping God in God's place mm-hmm. and remembering who he is and what he's done. Um, yeah. Not just, again, going through the motions. <laughs> um, you yeah. know, oh, it'll do. You know, it's, um, yeah, it's a, it's a really good challenge, I think, for, for us, for where we're at at the moment. Um, mm. You know, as we say, we come through this, this period of COVID and disconnection and uncertainty and, you know, we've discovered that it's nice to sit around and not have any obligations and, yeah, all that yeah. kind of stuff, and and even if we have obligations, let's just bring that. Yeah, let's not actually bring our best. No, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and and I think for me it was like this whole thing of um, men giving, as quite often people do today, they give what they don't miss. Yeah, and there's zero sacrifice in it. It's like I don't think God really thanks us that much for that. It's all like, oh, I'll give you this, but I don't actually miss it. It hasn't caused me any pain or thoughtfulness in the sacrifice. Mm, mm. Um, and the picture of that widow was here in this, you know, linking that with that, that Jesus looked at in the temple. Yeah. And she gave two mites a tiny amount of money. And Jesus is watching all these rich people give her heaps of money. Yeah. Um, and he said what she gave today was more than all of them. Mm. So as he looked upon it, he was like, her offering of those two mites actually added up to more than all that other offering. Yeah. Why do you reckon that was, Matt? Well, again, it comes back to the heart issue, isn't it? Like mm. it's, it's, it, that is a true sacrifice. You know, yeah. if, if she's giving all that she's got, yep. you know, um, in order to honour and glorify God with what she's giving, whether that's, you know, in that example, it's obviously a financial thing, but it's, mm. you know, it can be your time, it can be your, your gifts and talents and your, Every every day walking around life, you know, being an act of service to God, um, you know, the the attitude that we come with, and and whether it actually has that that sacrificial impact on us, yeah, you know, what as you say, if it if it has, you know, if it's not even going to be missed, then it's not it's not worth anything. It's Whereas, not really you know, an offering, that, is it? You know, if she's giving <laughs> if she's if she's if she's giving everything that she's got, you know, that means she's got nothing to buy food. She's got mm. nothing for accommodation you know like that yep. all of the all of the things that 
that money can buy yes. are no longer accessible to her. And so she's sacrificing all of those things in order to, to give yeah. to God. And I don't think that's saying to us, by the way, everyone, just give everything you got. But it's the example Jesus is using of what yeah. true worship of him is. Yeah. Giving up. And, and you know, I think, you know, if we were like that in the church today, um, the work of God would never have to go begging to people outside the church. Mm. It should be very, very self-sufficient, really, and, yep. and beyond that. Um, yep, uh, next one. I was just talking about this is more of a comment than any commentary on this. Um, and I went back to the King James Version here because basically if you look at the NLT, um, which I think they're both valid, mm. but the NLT would say, um, I would rather you close the doors of the temple can someone please do that for me? Then you need to continue to worship this way. Yeah. Whereas uh, in King James, it basically is talking about, you know, people serving God, but only if there's something in it for them. Mm. Mm. Um, and God says, I've got no pleasure in that. Yeah. You know, w when we serve selfishly, I guess. Um, yeah. So that was the question God asked, who is there amongst yeah. you who would light the fire without wanting to get paid? And he yeah. was directly challenging our heart. If you're only going to give because you're getting, yeah, it's not true worship. No, that's right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next one, I think I'll get you to, to comment on because I think this is something that I often, I guess, hear you reflecting on. Um, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Malachi 1.13. Yep. And this is about serving God. Yep. You say it's too hard to serve the Lord. You turn up your noses at my commands, says the Lord of animals. Oh, sorry, Lord of Heaven's <laughs> armies. Yeah. Think of it, animals that are stolen and crippled and sick are being presented as offerings. Should I accept from you such offerings as these, ask the Lord. Yeah. Um, I think really that it's too hard to serve the Lord. I, I think that is something that you sometimes reflect on, that the attitude, and it's sort of gone from this profanity yeah. to sacrilege and yeah. greed I need to get yeah. to a weariness. Yeah. Um, oh. I mean, I think, yeah. I, I do talk about it quite a lot in terms of even just the the just turn up type attitude, um, which again it sort of it sort of toes the line of the the whole doing stuff out of obligation. Um, but it also if, if you have this attitude of I'm I'm in a position where I can serve and I all I need to do is just turn up to you know to be involved rather than falling into that into that attitude of oh, I'm too tired, oh, I'll just oh, I'll just give it a miss this time or, or whatever. Um, but that attitude of just turning up, you'll you'll find you receive blessing in that as you, as you commit to serving in that space. And so there there is that challenge for us, I think, of of those moments when our, when in our heads we're going, Oh, it's just too hard and I, I can't do it and I don't want to keep going. Um, but just taking that step and turning up, you know, time and time again, um, for me with the worship ministry, you know, I don't feel like going to practice on Thursday night. I've been at work all day. I, you know, hmm. stuff going at home, lots of kids and craziness at home. I just want to sit on the couch, put my feet up, but yep. I, you know, and there's, and there's sacrifice in that from, from my family's perspective as well. Cause I'm, yep. I'm disappearing and there's chaos going on at home and, but then turning up and being at that, dedicated time of 
working on the gifts and abilities that God's given us in order to lead the church in, in musical worship and, mm. and the blessing that comes from that. You know, you go not feeling great, you come home feeling amazing because yeah. you've, you've had that connection in with God. And, you know, same with small groups, same with Sunday morning. You know, you come, you come with an attitude of, I don't really want to be here, but if, you, if you're intent on connecting in and actually being attentive to what God's doing in that place, you'll come away with, with amazing blessing. And so mm-hmm. there is that there is that challenge just to in those moments when it's too hard. Yep. Just to just to turn up and just to you know, I think this this whole series is actually a really good challenge to just give us a bit of a slap and say, Hey, what's your what's your attitude like? Where's your heart at? Yep. You know, remember who we're doing this for. Mm. Um Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's certainly true. Yeah, just. I think, like you know, what what this shows is, you know, first of all, you're bringing stuff in the in the previous ones, but this has come to the point of actually, why even bother at all? Yeah, why 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 even bother? I'm tired of serving you guys. Yeah, it's only God. Yeah, and uh, and what I really notice is again, it's like if I'm serving God to serve God out of love. I might get tired, I might get exhausted, I might sometimes not feel like it, but the actual weariness of soul doesn't happen. Mm. It's like my soul is still alive and sometimes even wants to worship him and serve him and sometimes I can't. And look, yeah. Jesus was tired. Yeah, He was asleep and he'd go off to escape people because he just needed that break. Yeah. Um, but but what was he doing when he was going off and having that break? That's the thing. <laughs> Quite often you know, praying, like he was yeah. Going off and praying and connecting Watching with God. You know, like whatever they had for Netflix back then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And and building himself up. That's right. Yeah. But he certainly was tired because it, it says he was exhausted. Yeah. But you know he still kept going. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes. What was I going to say there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we are. It's where we're sort of, you know, wanting that the, the sensual things of life, really, isn't it? You know, what pleases me, what makes me feel good. Yeah. And please don't discomfort me at all. Um, and now there's just like, as soon as you do that, you'll be tired all the time because your yeah. service to God actually becomes a demand and a and a pain. Yeah. All right. 2 verse 17, Malachi 2 verse 17, you've wearied me with your words, have we wearied him, you ask? You have wearied him by saying that all who do evil are good in the Lord's sight, he is pleased with them. You have wearied him by asking, where is the God of justice? So really this point here, um, I guess it's not so much in the way we worship, but it is a little bit. It's like, you know, we actually don't honour God as fear God. That's Mm. what it's really saying. Yeah, You know, it's like, Oh, it doesn't matter all who do evil. It's all good. Hmm. Just do what you want. You know, maybe you could take it to, you know, where Paul was writing and he said, uh, should I use, you know, this grace as an opportunity to sin more? Hmm. Because I know God forgives me. So that's okay. And he says, certainly not. No way. Don't you know that you are now God's? You belong to him. Yeah. How can light dwell with darkness, basically? And And I think there can be that sort of attitude sometimes that, hey, it doesn't matter, you know, um, God accepts you as you are, and you don't have to change. You know what I mean? And it's it's a funny thing. Of course, He He does accept us where we are, mm. but the whole point is that transformation into the new life of Christ. Yeah, yeah. And so when we worship in a way that's like it really doesn't matter. We don't need to fear God. I think it's very dangerous ground. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Um, got two more to go. 
Mm. Am I good? I think so. Malachi three eight. Should people cheat God? You've cheated me, but you asked, what do you mean? When did we ever cheat you? You've cheated me, the tithes and offerings due to me. Um, or another version would say you've stolen from me. Yeah. Not just cheated. Yeah. And, um, yeah, there's this divine claim here that God had with the Jewish people about tithing and... You know, while we might go, yeah, that's a position that we take. Um, maybe it's right, maybe it's wrong. As a new believer, you know, believer on the new covenant, um, what is it? But we think the demand now is actually totally different under grace. It's like actually everything belongs to me. Yeah. So we're, we're going to follow after him and, you know. But what was happening here, maybe they were not even bringing the tithe in at all. But if they were, it was like a careless bringing yeah, it's like, oh, where's my bare minimum? Let me yep. meet that requirement. Yep, similar to the offerings of animals and yeah. sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, but that was, I guess, that was blind and lame. You know, it was like yep. terrible. Um, yep. Yeah, you're right, absolutely. And it was careless. Yeah, mm. <laughs> very careless. Yeah, um, and not responding in the spirit that it was made, um, which was the spirit of love towards God. That's why he wanted it in the first place. And you know, j just thinking about that though. Um, with the Spirit of God, there is that different claim and we need to be really seeking him what's right for me. And it may be that it isn't right for someone to tithe um, because they just don't have the finance. Like mm. Simply that can happen. If someone's really, really poor, they might not be able to tithe, but you know, what can you give? And that's sacrificial and that's worth a lot. Whereas yeah. someone who's ultra-rich who tithes, yeah. it'll go back to that, well, you don't even miss that tithe. Yeah. You know, That's it's right. not a, a, an act of love, it's an act of obligation and maybe some should give more than the tithe. Um, yeah, so God may not ask for it. Um, a tithe is fine if you if it's something you feel, uh, but you have to be careful that you're not being dishonest in how you do that. Mm. Um, yeah, God's claim is everything really, Matt. So yep. under that new covenant, um, but again, it's like you shouldn't do it by obligation ever, or compulsion, or because you're forced to do it. And that's when it works the best is when it's from your heart. Because in the end, when you actually fall in love with Christ, you want to give everything. And sometimes you're like, I just wish I could get more. There's a yeah. different thing that happens yep. in your heart. Yep. Yep. All right. Last one. You have said terrible things about me, says the Lord. Malachi three thirteen and 14. What have we said against you? You have said, what's the use of serving God? What have we gained by obeying his commands or by trying to show the Lord of heaven's armies that we are sorry for our sins? That's mm. blasphemy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, it, and again, it comes back to the attitude of, I'm only going to do this if I get something out of it. Yes. Or, or the attitude of, what what am I going to get out of this if I do it? Yeah, you know, exactly. And, uh, it's looking around at other people and going, well, look at that poor, that guy yeah, over there. He doesn't yeah. serve God, no. but he's got everything. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> or or yeah. even even the attitude of coming into to worship and stuff like that, and and walking away with it. Oh, that I didn't didn't really get anything out of that one today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, that's true. You know, like that, yeah, there is yeah. there is that, you know, and it's like, well, hang on a minute, this isn't actually about you. Yeah. Um, this is this is about honouring God, and, and yeah. you know, that's that's 
you know that's the the place that we can get stuck into if we're if we're not careful yeah, yeah. and so what what the word blasphemy actually means is that you are speaking against someone words against someone and yep. so it could even be a person but we mostly understand it as against god and i would say most christians don't openly blaspheme god that i know of that would sit mm. out and say oh, i don't really like god mm. you know yet um sometimes the way that christians represent god they're actually speaking things against him so they're like i'm displaying christ to you this is what he looks like yeah and it's not christ at all I'm not at all living yeah. like him. Yeah, and, and so really what that's doing is they do a lot more disservice to the things of God than someone, Absolutely. you know, than someone who hates God and jokes about him on the radio. Yep, for um, sure. You know. Yeah. But we show actually sometimes we hate God when we disobey him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty heavy sometimes, isn't it? It is. Yeah. But it's there's a, a bright it's a, light. It's a, good, it's a good, you know, flap. Yeah, and, need it occasionally. Yeah, and honestly, Matt, I mean, yeah. you know, my heart and your heart's right towards this. I know that, but as I'm reading through this Malachi and again and again, because I'm doing it for a number of weeks, and it's only a three chapter book, so it's pretty yeah. easy to read through a few times. Um, yeah, more and more, I'm like, I can see this in the church everywhere. Yeah, you know, and it's not a finger pointing thing. It's like, wow we probably need to get our act together a bit yep. and actually value God for who he is, yeah. really. Yep. And if we're going to call him Father, show him honour. Yep. And if we're going to call him Master, show him some respect. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Good word. All right, mate. Awesome. Thanks. Catch you later. Bye.